for food to arrive <laughs> i've ordered us some food because this is the last time i will probably be seeing you before there is another human in the last world time without a child attached to my boob for a while <laughs> i saw so much of your boobs with the last child oh yeah i'm excited for that face to begin again <laughs> i definitely they say like when you mm. give birth stop really caring who sees your body and that was a hundred percent oh yeah you yeah. were just like in a, any any cafe you were just there like he's having some your son yeah. was so nosy no, he yeah. just so he would around. have a little bit of milk and then be like let me just look around the cafe for a bit and I'd be like okay yeah just leave my <laughs> just, nipple out just my baby's just there <laughs> I mean you know there's always the threat of someone coming over and giving me attitude for breastfeeding but you just mm. flash my nipple about yeah. <laughs> we're hoping to introduce bottles early mm. on this time because my son never cared for bottles yeah even when it was my milk he would not have bottles we're mm. hopefully not going to do it we're going to introduce some early this yeah. time we've learned our lessons i remember that was quite a tough tough phase in the child rearing i mean he's four and a half and he still wants to be near me all the time mm. so we're hoping daddy will have a chance this time <laughs> although daddy is the flavor of the month Oh, that's exciting. Yesterday morning, my son came in and said, Mummy, I need some breakfast. Daddy, can you make me breakfast? And I was like, oh, finally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was poking Nick and I was like, he wants you to make you breakfast. You are chosen. <laughs> and Nick was like, yeah, okay, come on. And then Isaac was like, Mummy, I'll let you rest. And I was like, oh, Mummy loves you. <laughs> Just in time for the next one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so this is one of our recording in advance ahead of giving a little maternity break. Mm. So, yeah, we're in it. Trying to be high energy for y'all. <laughs> yeah. We make no promises. <laughs> no, no promises whatsoever. But we can try. We'll entertain you. Yeah. We'll try. What's that Garth Nix, the, the wolf in the what? No, it says the violet keystone. Don't worry. Where, <laughs> Where are we looking? At the after castle. Oh, yeah, so that's the other series. The ones that like the different churches. Okay. I don't really know the actual story. I just know they're named off different churches. Or I don't know. Just getting um, distracted by Tony's bookshelf as usual. Yep. Last episode, I got it's distracted like a, by her plants. It's yeah. fine. It's looking good at the moment, though, it isn't is, it? It is, yeah. Have you seen my new bookmarks? Have I shown you them? I was looking at the one down there. Okay, so... Tony has discovered and slash can't control herself on Etsy. Oh, it, it's not good for me. Mm. Etsy is really not good for me. So you've got this one. Morally Grey is my favourite. <laughs> and that's on my um, Six of Crows shelf because it's got crows on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> and then I've got this one with... <laughs> It's all about the wingspan. Which is obviously That's not my reference. Oh, actually, <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this on the podcast, but now I've remembered. You could take a picture of them and share them. And um, she sent me some free stickers, but I thought what this was one... was that, the um, wingspan lady? Yeah, because it's the lady that I tagged and then bought more stuff of. Yeah. 
and she's properly reeled me in with uh, the, <laughs> sending me a nice handwritten note saying it means so Aww. much to her. Did you want that? Oh my That's god, more your vibe yeah. than mine. Oh, it's so cute. It's like a little. It's a little kitty. But it's like the it's, the outline is like writing. I love that. So it's like um a book page in mm. in, in the shape of the kitty. And did you Aww. want this one as well? Only if you're not going to use it. I don't have a lot of places to put they're kind of, They're both kind of dark academic. Mm. I like this why I the thought... gloss of them. This is a nicer gloss than the one I use. Have a look at... Oh, I should have put Although she probably gets some professionally printed, not like me. I like your stickers. Oh, context. So, obviously... <laughs> yeah, we're just like doing <laughs> all this stuff you can't see. <laughs> So I gave Natalie some Etsy stickers that were given to me free by a very nice Etsy We'll share person. her stuff and tag yeah, her when, yeah. we, when this episode comes out. And then I was like, well, since I'm wasting money on Etsy, shall I actually help my friend out and buy some of her? Because got, you've got some really cool Skardugary stickers. And I was like, well, I want these, so... After you've just said I've got nowhere to put stickers. Yeah, I know. I, I don't... I'll probably, I, don't know what, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what... I have that thing... Of like, I find it a lot of pressure when I get stickers because I don't know what's Yeah, <laughs> I, it's permanent. Were, yeah, were you one of those kids that just kept them all like? <laughs> I've got a sheet of stickers yeah. of like the cactus stickers that I bought, and I don't know what I don't know where to put them. When I was younger, I used to do Greek lessons with my cousin, mm. and afterwards we always went to like this little stationery shop that was next yeah. door and bought stickers. I don't really remember why, but it was really cool. Yeah. And um, I had this sticker album that I could put them in and they were removable. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing because then I'd never had to commit to anything. commitment, yeah. And I had the fun of peeling them off the sticker paper and sticking them in something, but they were removable. To be fair, I still haven't hung up, you know, the drawing that Derek Landy gave me? Yeah. I haven't hung that up yet, so maybe I can still go with that frame. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Go and Harriet's sister. It's got very cool stuff as well. Yeah, you can find it in our card, I think. Yeah, I think so. I've got some more stickers to upload actually. I've had like quite a few orders recently, which is quite cute. You come up Thanks, really guys. high when um, I search like things related to the stickers. I know you've got. I think you I've do got rank quite really well. good SEO. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the wording I choose. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna do a written <laughs> update today. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget what we were doing? I was like, did where, we where even did tell we them what we were doing? We go? Oh yeah, and she sent me a free one fueled by coffee, which you can't see from your angle, but it's there. When I get up. Did yeah. I go for a wee? Yeah, you I have been for a wee. It's when you've got a, a pregnant podcast host, we have to schedule the wees in. Yeah. <laughs> and then baby's like, oh, what's this? A nice cushion? Headbutt in my blather. At least we were on the same floor as the toilet this time, because last week... Oh. We were on location elsewhere. Location, location, location. Yeah, location. Mm. Um, I was trying to go for a wee earlier and the cats kept getting in the way and I was like, I'm going to kick you out of the way in a minute. <laughs> you have to do the scoop walk. I know, yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't go for a wee without them coming in to get strokes and they yeah. sit next to me. I'm like, I just want to have a, it's two in the morning, I just want a nice, quiet, <laughs> private wee, thanks. <laughs> like, this is the one no time I can wee without my son and you're here. <laughs> One of the other cats I cat sit for, she likes to come in when I'm in the bath. Mm. And she's always like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I was Hamilton the yeah. other night. I had a bath. And I've not had a bath 
during most of this pregnancy because my hips will not allow me to do that but I was in a lot of pain so uh, I got my other half to let help me in and out Hamilton came in and he was like what are you doing and I like put my hand out and it was dripping water and I was like ding 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 and he came over to the water and he was like I want strokes and then a tiny little drop touched him and he was like ah ran out of the bathroom I was like what did you think was in here well she was like climbing around the edge of the bath and I was like there's water in there she's gonna fall over she's she's, um she would scratch the crap out of me so it was like um, this is so relaxing can we not do this much (laughs) and then because I told her off she was like cross with me she stomped out the bar (laughs) I love that so let's talk about what we've been reading oh actually let's do a nice segue alright because one of the books I'm I'm just gonna jump in and out of books today it's just all over the place one of the books I read has a talking cat in it (gasps) Check out that segue. Oh, it fits. Yeah, let's do it. On topic. <laughs> it was so on topic. Go um, for it. So this was one I read for a book tour. It's called Shifting and Shenanigans <laughs> by Elizabeth Pantsley. And it's the first book in the Magical Mystery Book Club. Sounds yeah, it sounds good, vibe. right? Yeah. And uh, so it follows a lady and her aunt who Paige and her aunt Glow... It must be short for glory. It's short for something. Yeah. So Paige has a grandma who is Aunt Glow's mum. Yeah. Who's called Gigi and she uh, passes. Yeah. And she leaves them her like little country B&B in thing. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. So then they go to it and they're told that there's um they can finally go into this secret room in the basement that they've never been allowed into. They're like, oh, that's exciting. And like, they aren't really eclectic. So, like, each room is like overly themed with different stuff. And it's, it's just kind like. Kind of house that I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they finally get into this basement. And yeah. um, it's a, like a huge library full of mystery books. And they're like, whoa, where did she get this secret? And they find out that they have to have, they have to host a book club. And they're like, okay, that's a bit weird. But sure, why not? Yeah. You know, it's a book, why not? So they put a little poster up in the village for people to join the book club and people start arriving straight away for it. And uh, they say there's like all of the books on the shelves, there's eight copies of each and they can only have eight people in the book club. Okay. They're like, that's cool. Um, And they're trying to decide which book to have and there's a cat that is in the library. Yeah. And they're like, how the hell is this cat doing it? And the cat talks. Yeah, I like a good talk. <laughs> so he does cat. a bit of, like, exposition for them. Yeah. And and it turns out, yeah, you know, whichever murder mystery they pick, once they start reading, they go into the book, all of them, and they have to solve it. I like that. Right? Yeah, so it was really fun. So this one's called Shifting and Shenanigans. Um, and it is a, it is a <laughs> pun like on thing. something in the book. Yeah. And the next one... I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like vampires, I think. Yeah. So it's going to be a whole series of, like, like they go into different books and stuff. Yeah, so. So is that, that's YA, you said? Yeah, I would say YA, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a cosy mystery. So, yeah. I like that. It is really, really cute. cute. Yeah, it was really fun to read. I quite enjoyed it. There's not enough talking cats in books. No. I miss that as a good book. Or just talking animals in general. Mm. Talking cat in Old Kingdom, isn't there? Mm-hmm. What's the cat called? I can't remember. Uh, 
want to say Mog, but it's not. It's right. Mog. Is yes. It Mog? Yeah. Is it? I think so. Yeah. And then um, Liriel has a talking dog. Yeah. The disreputable well, dog. That's a disreputable dog. Yeah. Oh, I love talking animals, especially when they do the exposition for you. Yeah, <laughs> or like I like the cat where it's like the cat's just such a dick in <laughs> in um, Sabriel. Mm. He's just like you're all just stupid. <laughs> I'm actually an ancient being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but I think that's like that's just cat vibes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what cats are like. Yeah. Eh? It's like I am an ancient mm-hmm. being. I'm an immortal. <laughs> you are below me. Blur me, but also, yeah, yeah. I've read quite a few um for book tours recently. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in quite a few. Didn't really think it through, considering it's summer holidays. But there we go. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned this one. I read the. I'm currently doing a read along of the second book, but I read the first book of the Younglings. It's called Shadows and Magic. So I had to read the first book because I'm doing the tour yeah. for the second book, and that's about a group of. It's YA, a group of uh, teenagers who... So the main character finds out that he is half demon. Right. And his best friend slash soon-to-be stepsister slash he's also in love with her. Um, he okay. finds out that she... Like, <laughs> she finds out she's half angel. Oh, right, okay. And then like there's, that. like, a witch and a vampire and, like, a werewolf. And they all meet up and they fight crime together. <laughs> Basically, it's really fun. <laughs> so that's called The Younglings, and I'm reading the second one in a minute, and mm. it's just really fun. Like, sometimes it's just nice. So is there like one baddie for the whole book, or is there different baddies throughout the book? Or? So the first book, there's like different. Okay. Yeah, it's I not like, like yeah. one. So they, like in the second book, they've also got involved in like some mortal issues as well and stuff. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, it's just really fun. It's like giving me like Buffy vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so it turns out like his dad is a very high up demon. <laughs> so Quinn's dad like fell in love with his mum when he was on Earth. And yeah, they had a child, and then his dad like knew that he had to leave because he would be putting them in danger. Yeah, he'd fallen in love. So like he, I think he just left one day or something like that. And then uh, God was like, hang on a minute. If you're going to have heck? a half demon, I want a half angel down there. Of course. So he sent an angel down and she had a child and then she like faked her death during the birthing. So, yeah, so then they're like, but then it turned out that those two became best friends and their mum and dad got together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then since then they've, uh, they've made friends with a vampire and a werewolf and a witch. And presumably so there'll be more to come. Yeah, is this a world where people know this magic or no? No. Okay, cool. No. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're starting to, like, their abilities are starting to come out, so that's how they find out who they are. And that's why a couple of weeks ago, oh, on our 50th episode, when you were like, what power would you have? Yeah. I was like, I'll have Eve's power from this, because she's the half-angel and she can heal things. I was like, that's a really cool power. Yeah. yeah. And then I read... And I mentioned this in the indie one that I was reading it, Faye's Mate from the Fated Faye book. Yes, I saw you posting about this on the different social media. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, it's only a short book and I already want book two. And I was like, just that's, give me book two now. <laughs> that's one of the Lunar Day ones, isn't it? Lunar yeah, Day, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's one of the ones. Like, if I got Kindle Unlimited, that would be like a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying about how like the elves, the High Lord's brother, opened a portal to bring mm. his mate through, and somehow eleven humans came through, and then one of the humans turned out to be the High Lord's mate. Basically, the whole series is going to be they all have a mate in the Fae world. So each book is going to follow a different character. Oh, I like that. So she, um, she said who the second book's going to follow. I've got like two favourite characters. The second book is going to follow one of them. And then she said, I said, what about this character that was my yeah. favourite? And she said, not the third, but probably the fourth. Because she's already like... So she's put you in, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in for the whole... For no, the my whole lot. It'll now. be like the 11th character. That'll be the one I like. Yeah, that'll and be your favourite like, one. So I'm in it for 11 books. <laughs> um... I'm looking forward to it because one of the humans is male, mm. which we don't often see. Yeah. And one of the humans is a lesbian. Oh, so nice. So I'm looking forward to seeing like, where they go with that. Um, yeah, and one of the humans is um, hard of hearing. Slash, I don't think she's, she might be deaf, but she's just sign language and yeah. lips only. So there's like a, somehow there's a nice little collection of different types of humans as well yeah which i like i like that so, yeah and then another one that i will do and then i'll let you talk for a bit that's <laughs> all right i've um, not read much <laughs> I, I don't know if you follow her on tiktok but you should because she does a lot of akatar stuff holly huntress i feel like i've seen her so i bet yeah. i beta read her sequel book so i had to read the first book first mm-hmm. which is called unbound and it was really fun it's a YA, so it's about a... I'll read you the description because okay. it'll be easier for me. So oh, some of this is missing, but basically uh, Myla loses her parents and then four years later she's chosen by her king to infiltrate the Elowing Kingdom. So they're like humans and the Elowing Kingdom are shreves, which are like half fae, half human. Okay. So Myla hopes that while she's there she'll be able to find the man who murdered her parents and exact her revenge. But as she soon finds out, there's much more to Elowin's path and her own than she realised. Her world is turned upside down when a stolen book from another kingdom is brought to her family's home for her father to translate. So that's like what happened mm-hmm. previously. In an attempt to retrieve the book, a half-fae, half-human being called a Shreve murders Myla's parents. So I think they put the um, the paragraphs the wrong way around there. But yeah, so basically she gets chosen yeah. by the king to infiltrate the Shreve world um, kingdom and uh, she's like yeah because I want to get revenge for my parents death because it's a YA yeah obviously her parents die straight away there can't be living parents in a YA but what I liked about this is she holds that trauma like even in a second book she's still dealing with the fact that her parents died so it's not just like it's not just like a one chapter oh my parents are dead oh well tragic story TM (laughs) yeah Um, and then she finds that obviously the Shreves are not as evil as yeah, they've yeah. been led to believe. She's been lied to about some things. And oh, she like kind it. of finds, like, she well, she has the opportunity of, like, a found family kind of home. Hmm. Yeah, and the characters are so brilliantly written. Like, some of the characters... I think the second book is going to come out in September or October. I think it's called Disgraced, if I remember correctly. But... Some of the characters that I like despised when we first met them. Yeah. Somehow they, they were like me. my favourite characters by the end. I like and, characters yeah. like that. She like Holly, you could tell she just loves fantasy books and it's oh. written with love. Yeah. Like in the 
in the same kind of way that I would say like A.K. Mulford's books are written. You can just see like. Yeah. I love this stuff that's coming out, especially by indies, where you just—it's people who love the genre yeah, and just and like writing in all the things that people love about the genre. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of what I'm trying to so like, trying to do. She, and she has like loads of tropes in it, but she doesn't like follow them. So there's like the one bed trope, yeah. But like the male character refuses to sleep in the bed, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you do that to me? Yeah. So it's like. Things like that. I saw yeah. this post on Pinterest, just a tangent, that was like, it was talking about the one bed trope, and then someone was like, Hi, hotel receptionist here. Surprise, how often that actually happens. And she was like, So write it in, because there'll be lots of people. I get lots of people who come from conferences, they have a last minute hotel booking, there is only one bed. And she was like, And they do give each other the little look, like, ah. Oh. And she was like, So it actually happens a lot more than you think. Oh my God, that's made me so happy. And she was like, So write it in, because it's not. Not that unrealistic. <laughs> it's such a. She's like, I just time. need you to know the number of midnight bookings I've done where I'm like, there's only one yeah. room. Oh well, and I bet like they're, <laughs> when they're doing it, they're thinking the whole time, are they going to get together? Because I'll be really Maybe bad. it's just all a lie, and she's just shipping all these yeah, people together. Like, ah! <laughs> Actually, I'll mention one more before okay. before I hand well, over the rain. It's not much. <laughs> and then we'll come back to me. No, we'll come back to you. We'll briefly. I wasn't going to do like in depth on any of them. Do it. Do it. Do it. I also read for a, it was, I got the arc of the second book, so I had to read the first book first. That's a running theme. Mm. (laughs) I've really got to check out, like, where where they are in the series before I apply for them, basically. But it was called Freaks, and it's by Brett Riley, and the second one's called Travellers. And it's about a, a, (laughs) it's like Misfits kind of vibe. It's about a group of kids. They're the, like, the freaks of the school, like the Misfits. One of them, um... One of them, like, in his shed is a bunch of stuff that his um, uncle left behind okay. and he's been told by his parents to never touch it. But, of course, he goes of in course, and has a yeah. mid And they're really into, like, D&D and LARPing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And he finds these, like, spell books that he thinks are, like, D&D props. Spell books, yeah. yeah. And they decide to use one in one of their, like, <laughs> little games. And, basically, they bring... Um, they bring a creature over. I was going to say, I hope they accidentally summon like a demon. Yeah. But... <laughs> and they get powers from it as well. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but one of like their biggest bullies was coming to try and like bully them. Or something. So yeah. he gets caught up in it and gets a power as well. And so, yeah, that whole book is like then trying to stop this demon from wreaking havoc in their town. And they've got powers and they have to all work together. Yeah. And yeah, it was really fun. So. I love stuff like that. Yeah, so they call themselves the freaks, and then they have powers like one of them can fly, one of them can like summon fire and ice. Um, yeah, different things like that. You love a bit of found family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to the second one. So I was reading that and the younglings at the same time, and they were both like... It's very much the same vibe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And then I was reading like Faye's mate, at the same time as Sweet Berries, which I mentioned briefly, <laughs> and The Cruel Prince as well. Oh, good. I've got that, you know, somewhere. That's another one that's like, yeah, I've got the complete series because I've also do, but I've never read them and I've had them years. Would you recommend? So, um, this is the one that I have to talk about in de- detail. Okay. I loved it. Does it is Absolutely it one that deserves the hype? It. I've only read the first one. Okay. I think so. Okay. Okay, um, yeah, I haven't done my next ten yet. You know, like, maybe add this series on because I've 
I've just got the second book mm. as an audio, so I'm going to start that soon. Maybe because then we're like reading something did, sort of at the same I time put, as each um, other. I put the trilogy at the top of my wish list because yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah. So it follows. So it's the Folk of Air series by Holly Black. It's a YA. At the beginning, mm. the parents are killed, but they're over it within like super quick. Because okay. obviously, this was written a few years ago. It was that time when yeah yeah yeah. but it basically follows so there's three sisters there's jude and she has a twin sister whose name for the life of me i cannot remember it's not (laughs) even in the description because she's just kind of there okay and she's not like a thing she's like um elaine in africa you know she's just there because they're seven years old and they have an older sister who's maybe about 10 or something. And they're just like living their life. And then one day, a uh, fairy gentleman turns up at their human world, their okay. human house. And they're like, the fuck? And um, he <laughs> kills their parents. Yeah, And it turns out he's the dad of the older sister. And right. their mum used to live in the fake kingdom with him and then escaped. And then escaped with the dad who's also human okay they have humans working in their fake kingdom okay and when they return to the human world they take their memories away so they don't remember it but their mum had gone there um and fallen in love and married and then she fell in love with this human man okay so they escaped back to the human world took a daughter that was actually half fae and then since then they had the two twins twins. so yeah anyway so the um the Fay, their dad, I'm I I'm pregnant. These names are not sticking. Um <laughs> you're lucky she remembers what the book's about. Yeah, it's only because I'm looking at a description. But the dad turns up, kills their parents. Yeah. Because he's like, You're my daughter, you're coming back with me. And he's like to the two girls, um, you're the daughters of my wife, so you're my responsibility now as well. So hop in. So he takes <laughs> he takes all three of them. Um, hop in. In you get. So he takes all three of them. So Jude and her twin, pointless twin. Uh, they. <laughs> it's all from Jude's point of view as yeah. well. So um, they are obviously humans in this world, which is very dangerous, and it's like the fay that um, if you eat their food you'll be uh, um, so like proper traditional fair, yeah, yeah like if you dance you won't be able to stop dancing until you die and like yeah yeah like that. yeah yeah um so they have to be very careful they can be like enchanted to do things and blah blah and they go to school like he he is raising them mm. like he does his daughter so they go to school this is set like 10 years later so 17 now yeah um, and they go to school, and Jude wants to be... Jude basically wants to really prove herself. Mm. Um, her older sister just wants to go back to the mortal realm. She doesn't... She's always been furious at her dad for killing her mum and taking her to this world. Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. And Jude is desperate to just kind of fit in, and she's always trying to prove herself, and she um, she wants to be like a knight of the king. Because okay. she feels like she'll be respected then, even though she's a human. So obviously they get bullied a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a group of like high-born fae that bully them a lot. Of course. And one of them is um, 
Prince Carden, who you've probably right, heard I've seen of. all the I've, the, I've like seen so many movies about this son, that I deliberately avoid. Yeah. The youngest son of the High King, and they hate each other. Yeah. And then there's an overarching story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Like the story in the first one is yeah. really, really good. It was not what I expected. Especially for like well, you when hear it came a lot out. about the enemies to lovers kind of love story, and that's if you yeah. see memes about it, it's all about that kind of stuff. Yeah, that I guess like the seeds were there in the first mm. book, but it's not. Yeah, it's something that's going to come later in the series. Okay, but it was especially considering when it came out, I thought it would be a bit kind of paint by numbers. Yeah, and so I was a bit of like, that era of this? like several copy paste fiction. Yeah, yeah, so why is this? such a big deal mm. but it's not it's it really really high. good yeah, yeah. okay yeah I'm really I've got quite a few Holly Black lot. books and I've <laughs> never picked up a single one like read it yeah. but I have a few of them I want to read that book of night is that the one that's just come out I want to read that one that's mm. what Holly Black but yeah so there's there's the next one is the Wicked King then the Queen of Nothing and there is a few like in betweeny ones like novellas. Yeah, so there's like a 1.5, which is The Lost Sisters. Then there's 3.25. Hopefully I've bought editions <laughs> of the books 5. that have the novellas at the back. Yeah. Because trying to hunt down the novellas sometimes. Like, like the Shatter Me series novellas, so unclear. Because yeah. then they got put into collections. Yeah, yeah. So then like trying to track them all down on which one is which story. Because they in Shatter Me, they're actually relevant to the next book. Oh. So if you don't read them, sometimes you are missing a bit of information. So they were a real pain in the ass because, like, Find Me is actually two books. Unite Me is like three different books, like three different novellas, like small novellas, and like these collections. Did she release like the novellas over time? Like one point five, one point two, like all they. I saw that because when I made the stickers Mm. for that for my website, I only did the main series. I'm going to do novellas in separate set. So like, yeah, they were released bit by bit. The short novellas and then re-releases collections Mm. and then trying to find the actual correct order was a nightmare i think i actually ended up finding someone's blog that explained the the order to read them and what to buy because then some of those like novellas got squished together into bigger novella like novella collections so just to confuse you just make it part of the series or (laughs) stop it please (laughs) but yeah yeah so they're like I do have some more, but should we do a little... <laughs> should we dip into Should we do it? a Sarah J Mass break? <laughs> <laughs> Three books I've read. So. I've been reading Sarah uh, J Mass. <laughs> I am still reading Throne of Glass. To be fair, well, I'm like halfway through this one, and it's the fifth in the series. So there's a seven book series. Um, so. I've read Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, Air of Fire, Queen of Shadows, and now are halfway through Empire of Storms. You'll definitely be finishing this at our next reading update then, this series. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. <laughs> well, that is after baby, so quite a few months. Um, I'm hoping I'll be just read a bit faster. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't fuck up. I actually couldn't tell you what I've been doing with my time, with also not watering having read. Plants. Watering my plants. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, like, Trying to be alive, I don't mm. know. Uh, so I've got also. How annoying is this? Look at the different cover for Tower of Dawn. Why? Yeah. That one's like the little um, novella. So that's the prequel. One, no, that's the yeah, entire prequel. book. Yeah, it's like yeah. this bit. It's like this oh. bit. 
So it's like a proper yeah. book size. Because and someone in my Discord was wanting to buy them, mm. and I shared a link, and I was like, "But that Tower of Dawn one looks wrong," and they were like, "No, that's the way it is." Yes, yeah, it's really annoying. It's completely different to the rest of the covers. Is there like a bird inside your room? <laughs> this because um, are they nesting just above that? I think they do nest in the eaves, but also we've got. There's the extension they hop around on, mm. and then there's obviously that tree right there, the massive lilac tree. Yeah. That's like so, you coming in to talk to us, or? Yeah. <laughs> no, you can always hear birds really loudly in my room because oh, like, I just see chill it. outside. Because of the huge tree. lilac we've got, which is over the bird food, because we have a bird feeders in the fig tree, yeah. so they hop from the lilac to the fig tree. If you care about magpie stuff, there is two, don't worry. What is two mean? Wait, I have it pinned on my Pinterest. Two for joy. One for sorrow, two for joy. Three for a girl, four for a boy. Five for picking up sticks. No, that's a different Hang on, one. no, I have it pinned on my Pinterest. <laughs> one sec. Oh, we meant to say hello, I never do any of this stuff, but... I don't know if this is a very British superstition, is, the camp yeah. of the magpies. Do... So non, non-Brits, non I guess, I don't know if you do this thing. If you see a magpie, you're supposed to count them and they mean different things. And you're supposed to salute them and say hello, Mr. Magpie, or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. Where's my six? Eight's a kiss, nine's a wish, ten's a bird you should never miss. Yeah, a lot of my, like the older generation in my family obviously mm. care. You know, yeah. they also care about putting shoes on tables or something. I don't know. And, um, <laughs> and opening umbrellas inside. You know, all this human magic that I don't believe in. Um, and I yeah. do follow that stuff because, like, just in just case, don't. you never know. <laughs> uh, but I don't. And a lot of my life has turned out a little bit shit. So, <laughs> uh, not obviously not my children, <laughs> but my lack of a job. Um, <laughs> And I just believe with like not fucking with stuff you can't prove isn't real. <laughs> whenever I see like whenever I see a magpie, I always point them yeah. out. And if there's one, I always get told off for making them see one because it's sorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I saw so it. It's still there anyway. By default, you've got my sorrows. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, like, well, just look for a second then. Because <laughs> like. I obviously have a lot of international colleagues. I was saying something, and I just did the thing. I was like, oh, and if this happens, touch wood. And they were like, why are you touching what was that? Yeah. Like, yeah. He was like, why do British people do that? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I honestly don't know the reason. <laughs> but everyone says it, and now if I don't say it, it makes me incredibly stressed. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, but he was like, half the time, you, ne- pe- you people never touch wood. You just touch what's nearby. And I was like, it's just the way it is. I okay? don't know. <laughs> I was like, I just don't believe in fucking with things. I know. Like, my other half doesn't believe in anything like that. Mm. He'll still be like, if I say something, he'll be like, mm. you've jinxed us now. And I'm like, yeah. I thought you didn't believe in any of this Sort over like, the shoulder. Yeah. But I like that. There's the Terry Pratchett thing of like, there's the one she, he has, which is like fairies. And he's like, all these like superstitions you do, like the sort over the shoulder is like human memory of like rituals we still do. Yeah. Because of way back when when we had to appease the fae or whatever. And I like that idea. Yes. Like, I'm convinced, you know when you go through woods and everyone builds the little stick houses against trees? I don't know if this is a British thing again. Mm, People, like, you'll get, like, little stick tents made up against trees. And I was like, I always have this weird conspiracy theory. Because if you go through a woods after summer, they're everywhere. Yeah, that's true. And I was saying to my friend, I was like, I have this weird superstition that these are, like, monuments to gods that we make, but we don't know why we make them. Or, like, like 
forest spirits. Well, I say that I don't believe in all this, but I I have taught my yeah. son not to step in a fairy ring, like yeah. a ring of toadstools, because we're reading Isadora Moon, which is his mm. favourite book series, and I'm so pleased that he's finally ready to yeah. read it, because I've been wanting to read it to him forever. Um, and she's half vampire, half fairy. Yeah. And then she's talking about, like, she picks some toadstools and finds out they're from a fairy ring, and they're sacred. And yeah. My son was like, what's that mean? And I was like, yeah, if you see a ring of toadstools, you don't tread yeah. in it and you don't mess with it. Or even a ring fairies. of sticks. Don't yeah. bother. Don't, don't fuck with that. Yeah. And <laughs> a like, ring of stones. Any ring of things. Like, I feel like... I'm like, I don't believe in any of this. I don't believe in this stuff. I want him to I... have the magic yeah. of it. I don't know. It's like... Well, yeah. I just believe, like, why, why do we all do that? Like, as... Especially as British people, why do we all make these little stick tents in forests? And then just why do you all do that? And then you teach them. your children to do it. And it's like, anyway, yeah. Back I, on topic. Um, <laughs> my son, like, we were walking down the path, and mm. there was like a ladder, and he was like, "Can I walk under it?" And I was like, mm. "Of course you can." And then I realised, obviously, his grandma told him, "Yeah, not to." Do you know what is and a weird like, one that I didn't know about till I went to uni? Don't walk across three drains. I was just about to say that one. Do you? Yeah, the drains. Um, yeah. Because I walked across it. I was walking across three drains, and my one of my like um, old uni houses like literally shoved me out of the way before I stepped on the third, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "But now, uh, literally, like, it's it's like I'll step off of it. Like, it's just it's really weird." I tell my son not to walk on drains because just in case they're not secure. Mm. Maybe that's where it started, yeah. and it just went from there. I don't know, but. Yeah, so there was like a man who was at the bottom of the ladder and mm. I was like, well, we'll ask the man if there's any tools up there. And the man said, no, there's nothing up there. And I was like, you can walk under it. Uh, and then the man was like, oh, everyone's been walking around it. And I was like, I don't believe in human magic. <laughs> yeah. And he and then, so this colleague, he was Japanese, he was like, I didn't realise how superstitious the British were. And so you've got, he was like pointing out all these things mm. that we do. And I was like, Yeah. To be fair, and I was like, I don't is even it, know where it comes from. Is it from. the Japanese culture where they don't have the number 13? Uh, I can't remember. I'm, like, I'm just probably being really like, He was like, obviously they have their own superstitions. Yeah. But, but he like, was like, he didn't, he didn't expect the British to yeah. be so superstitious. But like, even in England, like sometimes you don't have a 13, mm. like a house number 13. Or yeah, loads of streets are missing their number 13. 13 on the um, lift and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's not even our superstition, but it's just something that's like permeated into our life. Mm. Although some people do think thirteen is unlucky, right? I don't know. I remember, you know, it's a baker's dozen. It's not unlucky. It's an extra cake. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, when you used to go to fairs when you were younger, and there was like, um, I think we, you could get like your fortune told, and it put out a little card, and you get a little charm, yeah. right? And that said my lucky number was 13, and I got this weird cat charm, and then I got the most violent stomach bug I have ever gotten in my life. <laughs> and then ever since then, I'm like, I was cursed that day. <laughs> Little me was absolutely convinced I got oh, cursed, because I was so you picked up the violently, no, it was from the sea. Oh. <laughs> I'd swallowed a lot of seawater, <laughs> and it was off the but Norfolk coast. because of the curse that you drunk the seawater. <laughs> I was so convinced I was cursed. Like, my little brain, my imagination was just insane. You know they struggle to rehome black cats. Yeah. I want a black cat. I want my, black cats. When I move out, that's like I plan to adopt I'll one. I'll them all at home. And, gonna, and I'll be known as the witch. I'm going to call it Mog. 
if I'm ever like single and my children mm. have moved out, I just want I want to be that house that the children like dare each other to go up yeah. to the gate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like pure witch vibes, but they love coming over at Halloween because I yeah. have the coolest decorations. That's that's what I got. That's what I want in my life. <laughs> we'll continue the tangent for one second more, and then we'll go. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw this thing on Pinterest. So it was a woman who was like, I have done this every year now for Halloween and it amuses me so much. What she does in her building, she's well known for it. So she has a tub of sweets and one potato. And she's like, every child takes the potato. She's like, you can have the potato or you can have a handful of sweets. And she's like, without fault, the children take the potato every time. And, and she says so she has to buy like a bag of potatoes. Know why. And they she was like, they just take the potato. It's because it's something interesting, isn't it? It's something different. And I was like, I love that. Because yeah. I would take the potato. You would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, magic why is there a potato like I mean there was the house uh, in one of the villages my friend lived the villages outside our town my friend lived there and we did Halloween there one year they ran out of sweets and they were handing out five pound notes because they ran out of sweets and I was like what is this (laughs) when we did Halloween last year which was like the first time we've done Halloween in our village because of Covid yeah my god it was amazing like the (laughs) The decorations, the sweets. I was like, oh, the commitment. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, some people really had full setups in their garden and stuff. And I was like, this is like America. Have you heard about the street in the big town near you? Mm-hmm. In one of the housing estates, they're well known for putting on like the, no. entire, the entire street get involved. Oh, tell me when you can remember the street name. Right? Well, because the charity I worked for, they sponsored us for an event. So we were allowed to stand at it with buckets. Mm. And they were like, this has gotten quite big like literally they're having to crowd control because so many people come to the, the street, street yeah control. and like the, the houses don't want to get involved basically they like they don't spoil the fun they just kind of turn the lights off and like yeah like and, the unwritten rule is if you don't want to have trick-or-treaters mm. you don't have a pumpkin out but you yeah have a pumpkin out if you want to get involved yeah we um do a like a honesty bucket out of the front because mum doesn't mum doesn't laugh without halloween stuff, but I she doesn't like, want to be a grinch you don't want, the, you don't want people knocking like one dump dogs and stuff well, our excuse always used to be before that, because obviously Maddie was very sensitive. The dog we lost in December, she's very sensitive little soul, so she wouldn't have been able to cope with that, to be fair. Yeah. But now, it's just too balky, it's too chocolate. Yeah, I mean, we didn't do anything this year because I was out with mm. my son. So, yeah. <laughs> we were looking, we were taking the sweets <laughs> off everyone else. <laughs> Honestly, it was such a good love- call. His bucket was so full. Yeah. I was like, we have to go home because there's nowhere else to put sweets. Yeah. Right, and then I, I got to eat like half of it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that Jimmy Fallon trend where it's like the kids, who's, like, their mum, like the parents say, like, I've got to take your sweets or like, can you give me your sweets to see if the kids will. And then the kids do like really sweet reactions half the time. Oh, no. I like, I oh, know, I think it's like whether you tell the kids that, oh, I'm really sorry, I ate your sweets last night, I was hungry. Yeah. And then they like film the kids' reactions and stuff. Oh. And half the time the kids are like, that's okay, mum. Oh. Did you enjoy them? And it's really sweet. Anyway. Okay, right. Throwing a glass. <laughs> <laughs> we just so focused. Oh, yeah. So. Since the last reading update, I think I've read Air of Fire, Queen of Shadows, and obviously I'm halfway through Emperor of Souls. It's not, there's not a lot of progress happening. And the thing is, it's halfway through a series, so you can't even really talk about it, can you? Um, okay, so I can sort of. Mm. So, you know, I said that we found out that Selena is actually Aelin, mm-hmm. and then we found out her actual, who she really is, 
um, where she's like the queen of an, one of the kingdoms that was overthrown by the queen baddie. Hearts. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so now shit has gone down mm. in the original baddie kingdom. We've defeated the big bad, kind of. But she's like friends with the prince that's the son. Uh, so she's like, cool, you're going to still be king. And I'm going to be queen of Margaret, but you have to like support me. And he's like, okay, me too. Uh, and now the witches, we now got to the bit where Manon gets involved, which you see in a lot of the memes. Mm. So the witches in this are their own like distinct race of people who are known for being bloodthirsty and quite vicious. And they have iron teeth and iron nails that slot that down. Cool. So like they like unsheathe these iron nails oh, and iron really teeth cool. when they're like mad. Yeah. Um and they're like very hierarchical and very like they're almost like an army. Mm. But Manon's going through a bit of like a I'm not sure if I want to be this anymore. Mm. Um, she starts to kind of see like the corrupt things her grandmother, who's the head of the clan, is involved in. Okay. And she's like, and then this, they've gotten her involved with like the real baddie that was controlling the King of Ardlin. So this, what's happened is you find out that he was being controlled by an outside force, which is like quite demonic and dark. Oh, okay. And they've got, that like, cool. they've got this like, castle in the mountains like they're building in i mean sarah jamas there's things under the mountain under the she mountain enjoying under the mountain yeah there's like experiments going on i wonder if there'll be any under the mountain within the present probably have you seen have you seen <laughs> the um illuminate or fairy the crescent city stuff out. you can get is just beautiful I do think I'll read that quite soon. Right? Yeah, I'm going to read that soon. Um, so yeah, that's all the... So now it's like the shit with the witches is going down. Uh, Manon and the prince of the other kingdom have met. And I have seen a spoiler about them. Oh, which I'm not going to spoil for everyone else. Basically, I thought I was... Oh, beautiful. Fairy loot editions. Sorry, I'm just showing off some fairy distracting loot. me. They're um, the Crescent City exclusive editions... So go onto Fairy Loot Instagram and scroll to like a month ago yeah. at this point. And they look beautiful. And I, I haven't even read the books, but I need these books Yeah, in my life. Everything I see to do with Crescent City, the vibes are like great. Like all the all the designs, all of it. Fuck her. I know. How dish. <laughs> I mean, problematic as an author, but she's good at creating a vibe. Mm. Fairy Loot needs to calm it down though, because mm. they're literally... Like announcing a, a new special edition of something every week at the minute. I can't afford it. have this kind of money. No. Yeah. We're, we're, a, we're headed for another recession, guys. <laughs> Leave us alone. I'm about to have a baby. Yeah. Unless I could sell my baby. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need to stop the books. I need to stop putting these books on my baby wish list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to buy her? Baby wishlist presents. Yeah, they're uh, books, please. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's all the shit is going down. It's quite good, and her and one of the other characters has finally got together, and they've been teasing it for like several books now, uh, and it's good. I can't remember if we've discussed this on the podcast, but the new covers that come out. Yeah, uh, I can't remember if we discussed it on the podcast or if it's just us the on Instagram. Backs look crap. They look like um. Mm. They look like Jack Reacher novels, like crime. Yeah. Novels. The hardbacks look Beautiful. nice. Yeah. Well, they look sci-fi. Yeah. I don't know if it follows the vibes of the book. No. But 
they look I better mean, than the this is a bit more Game of Thronesy because you've got like kingdoms and conspiracies and like dark magic and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And um, also the paperbacks have those stickers you can't remove saying how many have been sold. No one cares. We know well, those we know have been sold. That's why you're re-bringing the yeah. books out. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really, really enjoying them. I'm, I'm like in the thick of it with this series now, though. <laughs> yeah, so you're next on your list is going to be Crescent City. Or are you going to space her out? I'm not do sure. I feel Prince obliged first. to. I forget. Yeah, maybe I'll do Cruel Prince and then I'll do Crescent City because Crescent City is massive. And I won't be able to take that in my bag. Like, even these are quite heavy to carry around mm. to read. Like, feel that. Like, it's got some weight behind That's it. That's a chunker. Yeah. I like these covers. I mean, I don't know if they match the books. Well, they're all like, this is all Aelin doing like different shit, and yeah. I quite like it. Apart from that Tower of Tower of Dawn, which is weird. I'm really enjoying them. Good. I'm I really do. enjoy the characters. This is a big series that yeah yeah i think it's potentially possible that they could have been less books with more pace but it's not boring mm. but we are flirting with the edge of could become boring but you've only got two books left on yes this one? Okay. i like well i'm about halfway through this one so shit is like kicking off like, i mean i've read akatar by mm. her i feel like she is not very good at like the final no, in this she's not. She doesn't shy away from the battles okay. or anything. We're not getting like months and months of like character emotional progress with she... leading to a battle. Yeah. Definitely, honestly, it is better written. Okay. Like um, I will pick it up. Like there's a there's a few months where she's training with Rowan, but they are not. It's three months, and they are not the entirety of a book. I think the thing is, the Akatar series is a fancy romance mm-hmm. series. It's not like. Whereas fantasy, this is about like a fa- this is a fantasy story. Yeah, yeah. It's not centered on the. She's had three love it's like interests. An epic adventure. Yeah. Rather than Akatar, which is a romance, and mm-hmm. I do have to keep reminding myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely what Akatar's been written for. It's been written for the romance, not so much the fantasy story. Whereas this is just genuinely is a fantasy story. Did I show you that fan art? I shared it on my Instagram story. Uh, I've yeah. Of um, Reese that made the rounds on TikTok as well. As well. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So there's a girl on TikTok. She is a fan of the book. Started drawing fan art and then got it officially approved and licensed mm-hmm. by Sarah J. Mass. And so like Sarah J. Mass has approved these drawings of these characters. And like when I saw them, I was like, "This is the characters. I'll have to find it for you." Please do. Because like it is like especially Cassian. I was like, "This is what I was picturing when with Cassian." Like every time I see Cassian fan art, I'm like, "This isn't Cass." And this one, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that one I showed on my story, she's a mm. licensed surrogate. Maybe we're talking about the same person. <laughs> no, but I think, I was looking into it because I was like, wait, mm. how do you get licensed for the things? And it is quite a few loops you have to jump yeah. through. And they take a percentage of everything you sell. Well, Sarah J Mass does do the same thing of she does scroll around the fan base, places they live in Tumblr and like mm. Pinterest, and she's well known for it. Because she'll reply to posts confirming things like she she oh, yeah, yeah. has like replied confirming conspiracy theories as well or denying them or like discussing them. Yeah. So that would, she is pretty keyed in to her fan be, base. Like, the best part of being an author, like afterwards <gasps> discussing it, like watching fans. it live on after. I couldn't even like that would be, but not in a she who must not be named mm. way, in a good way. Yeah, that would be in my wildest dreams would be watching some people that like, create a whole world off of like, my world. Derek Landy sometimes yeah. pops in like 
profound of nice stuff. Yeah. And then um, Laura just makes up her own mind about stuff. And yeah. Shares her thoughts. <laughs> I like when um, people are, I do a comment with a question and Laura like goes and involves him. Like people have got questions. I think some people don't realise that they're together yeah. sometimes and they just ask. Well, they we took a while to work fan. it out, didn't we? Yeah. And they think she's a big fan, then they ask her a question and she goes and gets him to answer it. And I'm like, ah! Oh, I think someone said, like, this is not what Derek Man- Landy meant. And she was like, hold on one second, yeah, let's let go, go ask, ask him. him. And she just straight up asks him and he's like, no, it's this. Yeah. And she was like, do you believe me now? <laughs> but yeah, like, when I was listening to some of their podcasts, especially ones where she I was, need to listen to that. She was asking him about her biggest skullduggery questions and he was like, no, no, that's not true. And she's like, I don't think you understand your characters. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was like, blah, blah's gay, right? And he was like, well, I never wrote them that way. And she's like, but they are. <laughs> I think there's such a thing as canon and this fanon mm. and they need to be like, they're the same, like they do need to... Well, like with the Harry Potter series. Oh, yes, some, that lives on in fanon. There's some like, stuff that I'm like, I'm, I actually take a moment to think, wait, was that canon or is that just fanon? Because I'm yeah. like, it's so ingrained and yeah. like, yeah. Just accepted facts like, that the fans have made the up. The whole story of the Marauders that I know. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, it's in not yeah. <laughs> but it is accepted amongst yeah. everyone. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Or like, I saw this one, there's an accepted fanon that Ron's dyslexic. That would make sense. And I've seen, I saw this whole Tumblr yeah. post about it. And this other one, it was beautiful. It was about uh, Dudley's kids. Mm. So, like, Harry and Dudley's relationship as they get older, Dudley has kids, and one of them is magical and one isn't. Mm. And it's all about, like, how it gets handled differently and how Dudley reconnects with Harry because he's like, I want to know how to take care of my magical child. Yeah. And I don't want to do what was done to you. Um, and then, like, them... I, I like to think they would be friends as they got older. But it's also them teaming up against Vernon and Petunia. Yeah. Like, where he now is a magical child and he goes to Harry for help and it's them two, like, united against them. Yeah. And then them two becoming better grandparents than they were parents. And, like, it's like... It was a whole Tumblr thread. Like, not the actual story, but, like, describing the story. So it wasn't, like, at writing yeah, yeah, out the story, yeah. but it was describing, like, the whole, all of it. And, and like... Makes sense. And, like, breaking the cycle... And then, like, doing it right this time and stuff like that. And, oh, it was really cute. And I was like, I actually kind of wish that was true. And there's just, like, so many things that I just firmly believe. Like, the fact that Ginny is definitely not straight. Like, mm. she's just, she's too cool. There's Hagrid, no way. Hagrid going back to school. Oh, I like all those ones yeah. where he's like, goes back to school afterwards. And, like, the fact that Harry would not be, would not work for the government. He would not be a cop. He would be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be a very good defence against that part. He would be a teacher, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're not a very long reading update. I did talk for a while there. Okay, go. We did talk about magpies a lot. Right. I'll just do a couple more. Okay. So I read Cool Prince. I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, I read. I I did Sweet Berries. I haven't really done much information. I kind of we kind of discussed it before with the Mothman. We covered it in some of the indie yeah, things, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, just go back to a previous episode. Um, and then I listened to the first book in a Good Girl's Guide to Murder series. Is that good? So good! Okay. That's another trilogy that I, I desperately um, bought need. I my mum that. Yeah. So, we've, I've got a copy of that. Oh, by Holly Jackson. I love YA mystery, though. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like that. I just love it. It was 
really, really, really good. It gave me such um, is it like one truly of truly devious vibes, oh, which is another series that I I've keep got, talking about. Uh, no, I haven't got that yet. The selection series is the one I bought, but that's in my wish list because Truly Devious is fabulous mm. as well. Both of them are my top yeah. YA mysteries. Truly Devious series and now this one. Yeah, it was just so good. She's like, it follows Andy. No, it follows Pippa. And she is in sixth form, and she's doing um, class sixteen to eighteen education. Yeah, right? yeah. And she's doing a like a school project. I can't remember what it's like an E C Q. I don't know. Okay. I'm sure it's something that makes sense to people that are at school now. And for her final project, she decides to do um, how the media plays a role in murder investigations or something like mm-hmm. that um, because five years previously a school girl who she like kind of knew she was like older but she was so Pippa's best friend's sister yeah one of her friends went missing so people kind of knew who she yeah, was okay. yes so she went missing five years previously and the her boyfriend Sal Singh, so it's Andy Bell and Sal Singh. Sal um was found dead and supposedly committed suicide after the fact. Okay. So the the case was just closed as he had killed her. Her body never turned up. Okay. And Pippa decides to do her report on that case because it happened close. She can yeah. interview people, and her t- and her teachers are very much like. We don't think it's a good idea because it's local it's people. You're going to be prodding, yeah. yeah. And she's like, "No, I'm, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> and um, obviously, she gets in too far. Yeah, love it. Shit goes down, and it's really good because um, there's a lot of discussion about how because her boyfriend was Sal Singh. There's a lot of racism that was involved, especially with the press yeah. and the yeah. police and stuff. Um, and Andy was obviously portrayed as like. The perfect it girl, but it turns mm. out she, she really wasn't. No. Um, yeah, it was just how the media portrayed because her. She was a, a white girl who'd been murdered, yeah. Like a blonde white girl, mm-hmm. yeah. And Pippa, even though she's told she's not allowed to, she goes and speaks to the families. <laughs> and she ends up, so Sal's brother, who is I think a year older than Pippa, um, like their family is just treated like shit by the whole town yeah he she goes to talk to him first and he is like really on edge with her because he thinks that she's come to like write about how his brother was a murderer Mm. and she's like no i just want to get to the bottom of it really so he ends up like joining forces with her because he wants to clear his brother's name she wants to get to the bottom of it um, which very quickly becomes she wants to clear his brother's name as well because she very quickly is like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really good. I'm yeah. looking forward to next two. So everyone says that one and three are really good and two's a bit eh in the middle, okay. which makes sense because that quite often happens in well, trilogies. Well, sometimes it's it? split into a trilogy, but two is just a filler book to get to the big like conclusion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So his brother's called Ravi. Um, so the second book um, is about she and Ravi do uh, like a true crime podcast based on the, the case that they investigated in the first one. Okay. And then um, someone goes missing and they get kind of pulled into it, I believe. 
And then I think the third book is, I think someone frames her or something for a murder. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it just sounds... Hang on, there's a fourth book on here. (gasps) I just saw your face just, like, drop. (laughs) Excuse me? We don't have this kind of time or money. (laughs) This says there's a fourth book coming out this year. I don't think there is. Because um, I know she's working on a different book. She's working on an adult book that's okay. coming out soon. But yeah, very strongly recommend that. And Cool Prince both mm-hmm. jumped straight to the top of my wish list. I need them in my life right now. I love it when up. it's like a, a well-known book that deserves the hype. I was like, because they're a nice surprise. Yeah, I feel. yeah, definitely. Um, brand new unmissable crime thriller from Tommy Jackson. The author, it's not authored. Okay, so not number four. Right. Okay. You're safe. <laughs> Which is what I thought because I saw an interview <laughs> with her, get it anyway. and she did say she was done with the series. Yeah. So I would have been shocked. So just a couple more I read because apparently I just hate real life. I read a really weird book, which actually I'm going to go into detail in a future episode for Halloween okay. horror wrecks. But it's called Waif by Samantha Colesnick. It's a novella. It's only like 125 pages or something. Mm-hmm. It was the most fucked up and I don't know like after I finished I was just like I don't understand just like what the fuck yeah and I literally explained the whole storyline to my partner and he was sitting there like and this happened in one book yeah um, like a hundred page book yeah it oh was just gosh. like so like the synopsis of it was just like and I'll read it to you Angela mm. has everything she thought she ever wanted a successful husband a lavish house and a bottomless fortune but the sight of a strange man in a grocery store one night reawakens her dormant sexuality and soon Angela embarks on a dangerous descent into the world of underground pornography and back alley plastic surgery. Okay. And that is kind Doesn't of true. Doesn't sound like it could be too batshit. But it is so fucking crazy. Okay. I was just like, I don't, I can't. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk about I'm it in a couple of that, episodes. Yeah. Um, I read Convenience Store Woman by Siaka Morata and the translator is Ginny Tapley Takamori. So I say Siaka Morata is known for writing really fucked up books. Okay. But this is like supposedly the one that's least fucked up. Okay. So I thought I'd start with this one because I do enjoy fucked up. Yeah, you do. Um, so it's called Convenience Store Woman and it's just about like a lady who... I think she's like 36 yeah 36 and she works at a convenience store right. she's worked there since she left school she's she's not married she's never she's a virgin she's never had any inclination for anything like yeah that. there are a few flashbacks to her childhood she's very she probably could have done with being like diagnosed with something but okay it was never okay yeah she finds it very like she finds it very hard to socialize and Okay, so probably coded as something, but not explicitly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And her family and her sister have always said, why can't you just be normal? And mm. so she's got that in her head. She's like, I'm trying to be normal. I'm trying to be... So she, like, mimics the people around her. To so, like, almost normal. autistically coded. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely, like, neurodivergent of some description. Mm. So she, like, kind of mimics how they dress and how they talk so that she appears normal. Yeah. And she does have a group of friends, and they all think she's a bit weird, but they do... Yeah. They are like friends of her. They just accept that she's a bit weird. Um, but it is it's set in Japan, 
and um, everyone looks down on her because she's 36. She doesn't have a proper job. Yeah. She works full-time in this convenience store, but it's considered a part-time job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she doesn't have a husband, so she's seen as very mm. weird. And it's just kind of like, it's like a little snapshot of her life. There's no chapters in it, which is right, okay. really stressful yeah. sometimes. Um, and it's just kind of like this little snapshot in her life where she, um, so she meets this guy who starts working at the convenience store, and then he kind of turns her life a little bit upside down in that he kind of makes her feel like she should try and be normal. Um, okay. Normal quotation yeah. marks. And he is, I was tabbing this book and I had to introduce a new colour when he came into it just for how angry he made me. <laughs> I remember you talking about this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, because he's like, oh, you and your barren womb and no one's going to want you because you're washed up and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, He's always talking about the Stone Age. In the Stone Age, men could just have whatever woman they wanted. And he gets fired from the store because he's stalking the customers. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of man. And he doesn't have a proper job, but he feels like women should want him because yeah, he's an incel, basically. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have anywhere to live. And she, like, offers him he could stay at hers because she sees it as if she just says to people that he's living with her they'll make their own assumptions and think she's a bit more normal yeah, like she's living okay. with that yeah and it's just it's kind of like a ma- I guess it's just a massive commentary on Japanese society for older women yeah like okay. how they're deemed washed up if they're not married at a certain age and like yeah, on yeah. the shelf and stuff and I don't I, I, I don't think it's really a spoiler but I am going to talk about the ending of the book okay because it feels a little bit uplifting so basically, at the end, she realizes that there's nothing wrong with her. And she's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so she just kind of comes full full circle. So it kind of is a bit I of a like spoiler, that. but the book is more about the journey anyway. Mm. It's just it's, so it's basically about her coming to like realizing that it doesn't matter what society and other people think. She's good. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And it's really cute and mm. um, very. It was weird, but not as weird as her other books apparently get. So. We'll we'll okay. check them out soon. It's a good start of it. Yeah. <laughs> now, at least now I've got to grips with her writing style and the lack mm. of um, chapters, which is just... I didn't realise yeah, so no, I got about like, halfway no through break. and I was yeah. like, hang on, where are the chapters? Mm. And then I also listened to an audiobook. I listened to this in one day. It's called Hide by Kirsten White. And it's a... Um, it's like a horror book. It's about... A game of hide and seek in a rundown funfair. Of course, that would only end well. Mm. <laughs> and um, like a high stakes hide and seek competition turns deadly. And lots of people have been bad mouthing it because apparently it was originally written as a YA, and then she decided she was going to make it an adult book. So right. she aged up all the characters, but she didn't age up the dialogue. And yes, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. if this. It was a fun book if you just go into it thinking it's a fun YA book. Okay. But if you go if you don't read YA and you go You're into it looking it's for like twenty something year old characters saying these things. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like they are clearly teenagers. Okay. And they're yeah, and they're like mm. meant to be twenty eight, but they're clearly a teenager. So yeah. I can understand like why people were bad mouthing it. Um but if you just went into it thinking it was a fun like YA horror yeah. It would hit the mark. Yeah. Okay. So definitely 
a bad marketing decision, whoever decided yeah. on that. Because it's not it's not going to its target audience. Mm-mm. Its target audience is people who read YA, YA mysteries yeah, and YA Yeah, I can't horror. exactly see someone who's like a horror traditionalist reading that kind of thing. No. no. Really fun for what it was, though. Okay. So, yeah. That's it. Check you out. There's some reading and there's some, really, there some proper gems in there. So, there we go. I've watched a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Tell me. So, I watched Euphoria. Have you finished? You see the first episode of season one. <laughs> oh, and I, I was like, I will watch this, and didn't. I would recommend against binging it. It's a little bit intense. I think that's why I was like, I watched one episode, or maybe one and a half, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't think I should watch this all in one go. I think it's. I mean, it's obvious if you know anything about it. It's trigger warning central. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit intense watching that all in one go. Was like probably. Maybe not the best choice. <laughs> For like your mental health. But it was good fun. <laughs> I, enjoy, I mean, the acting in it is just fun. Like Zendaya. Oh, I love her. And the fact she's a producer in it as well. Like, I could see, I saw that in the credits. I was like, oh shit. I really like all the TikToks where people are like, what I would wear at Oh my god. I mean, yeah. The like, things they wear at this high school are ridiculous. <laughs> not just that, like, at the end of season two, like, one of the characters puts on a play which acts out, like, things from their lives. Oh, I think I've seen clips of that, yeah. But, like, there's one, there's a whole scene where it's, like, it's meant to be, like, taking the mick out of gym bros and saying they're quite gay, really. Yeah. And they're all, like, in gold pants, half-naked, erotically dancing and, like, humping things. In a high school play? In a high school play. And I was like, mm. who what approved this? this? Like, like <laughs> she just got to put on this play and no one read the script. Like, what are you on about? Like... It's because she's like she's the forgotten character. That's the whole point of Lexi's character. She's like she's she's usually she's, um, Ray's best friend, right? The one. That, um, she's in Rua's best friend. Yeah, Rue, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Not blonde Rue. the blonde one, and they meet in the first episode. Basically. No, that's Jules. Oh, okay. So she's Rue's best friend from childhood, <gasps> and Cassie's sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So she's like, oh, usually like would be the secondary character that gets overlooked. Yeah. And they do kind of play on that of like she's the she's always the background supporting character, but then the episodes are from her perspective. Yeah. So it's like all of these people, like these people living main character, quote mark lives, and she's supposed to be secondary character, but it's her as the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then she, that's what she makes this play about. So it's like very fourth wall-y. Um, but I'm just like, she was allowed to put this on because the teacher's like, "What's oh, Lexi? What's she gonna do?" And then, but the actual play is like bash it and like yeah. wouldn't be allowed in any school. And there are no teachers present. Shit really kicks off at the play and like no teachers say anything. And I was like, where the fuck are these adults? <laughs> there's never any adults in this. That's why they're I don't know, there's Rue's mum. But yeah, the rest like, of the parents are shit. <laughs> it's like skins, modern day skins on more drugs kind of thing. It's a lot more, I'd say, mental health intense. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really going into the mental stuff. Like, really, really getting into it. So, I would say it's quite... That's what I watched. I... <laughs> On a lighter note. So, I watched Sandman, which we discussed in our previous episode. This is why I haven't read really much. <laughs> After being really, like, productive with writing. I've done no writing. I've literally just been... But it's because I was in my own... You just like, need to do I was, it I was, not, I was in a house by myself for a week and I was like, here are all the things that would be irritating to watch with other people around. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched the After series, the After We Collided, After We Fell, 
which are like based on a really cheesy series of books. And How were they? They are what they are. Like the first book, the first film. Are they terrible but entertaining? Terrible entertaining. The first film, especially, it is what it is. Like it's unashamedly yeah. the genre it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second and third, there are a lot more spicy scenes than I was expecting for what it is because I thought it was very sort of white. That's um, Harry Styles fanfic, isn't it? Is it? I think so. <laughs> I mean, the the dude in it, like Tragic Boy TM, Tragic History, like and I'm fairly confident that's. I'm gonna look it up. Hang like on, the, fir- you talk about the first the first one, he like goes after her because of a bet, and obviously she finds out after that we fall in love, and he's like, no, it's not like that. I really fell for you. And then the books after that, the films yeah. after that, sorry, are Harry like, Styles fanfic. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. Oh. I've watched someone review this series. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm not gonna watch the series, but I will watch someone review. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what? Yeah. It's harmless fun if you want to watch them. Yeah, um, some of the dialogue it's quite, like, toxic, but yeah, it's, it's so toxic. I mean, he is a controlling boyfriend, mm. repackaged as like romance. He's English, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the first, like the first film, there's all sorts of cheesy lines and. Like, it's like, oh, have you never been touched before? Like, how, like, all this kind of... Yeah. Because obviously he's the experienced bad boy. She's, like, this virtual pretty girl. girl. Yeah. And then, like, there's all these people saying, like, he's going to be that boy who's going to ruin your life and he's influencing you. And then she, like, they make this big thing of, like, a lot of American stuff like this does where she goes when she's drinking. Oh. And he's, like, she's destroying her life. And because yeah. she went out partying for one night. And, like, she's a straight-A student, like, and all this summer stuff, but they're like, oh no, it's why their kids don't drink white ace at 13 in the fields. Like, come on, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they're based on books, so that's why we're including them. <laughs> it's not just books, fan fiction based on books based on fan fiction. On that topic, I also watched for the first time ever, I've never seen them before, and I've never read the books. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I watched these. just like in movie fanfic mode. I watched these after films and I was like, I just want to know what is, how what shit you they watch are. 50 Shades on. It's not on Netflix. It's on Prime. That makes first sense. episode. First episode. First film is on Netflix. The rest are on Prime. Oh, no, okay. I even rented the last film because I was like, I need to know now. No! <laughs> it was only oh, three God. quid. That's so funny. <laughs> and did you. Was it worth it? To finish and round it off, was it? They're fine. <laughs> like they were, they were films. The spicy scenes were not sexy. compared to some things we've read. Not that spicy. Never written by like a middle-aged mum who thought a dildo was exciting. Yeah, so, and then like I, do... she, I don't think she's ever like experienced some good old fairy <laughs> porn. You know, <laughs> like a lot of it is again toxic relationship repackaged as romance do they have the tampon scene in the films no i don't think how i don't see how they could have got that in but (laughs) there's lots of stuff where she like tries to drill down into why he wants to do this to women and they're trying to like make it sexy while also like getting into why he wants to abuse a woman oh yeah is it something i don't know if this is from the 50 shades or if it's from another fanfic but like about like a, an abusive prostitute mum or something. That's yeah. usually the front. That's genuinely, usually what they go to. Like, so they no, they genuinely explicitly state she's like he's like oh I'm a sadist I like to and she's like punish women that look like your mother. So she openly admits that she looks like his mum. Yeah, and that is such a 
boring trope. And also, that's not misrepresents BDSM completely yeah. from what I know from well, like just TikTok. That's why like the community was very vocal about how bad the books yeah, were. Like they? They, yeah, like how they yeah, and then. Um, so some of the dialogue in the first film was just cracking me up as well. Like if you were mine, you wouldn't sit down for a week. And like she goes out drinking again. She goes out drinking with her friends, has a few cocktails, and he's like, he goes and finds her at this club, and he's like, you put yourself at risk last night, and I don't let things that are mine get I was put a, them, I, like put I was about in to danger. Say, what are you, Edward Cullen? And yeah. then I remembered that's was based on. So. Wait, we're not going to tangent for too long, but those are the things. That's why I haven't read a single fucking well, well, book. Well, read much. It's been book related, though. It's book related, and I was just like, you know what? I just want to. I've never watched, and now I'm really tempted to read the books by Don't Want Her to Get My Money, but just to see how bad the books are. Maybe they're on Kindle Unlimited. I mean, she's still. I was going to maybe them, find see if there's any in charity shops. You can definitely get them in charity shops. Yeah, I haven't been I'd, in any because I'm. I have been. I keep thinking, mm. if I go in any, I need to look for Twilight. Books, yeah, for me. Um, yeah, Twilight and 50... Because I just want to know if they're as bad as I, I think they're going to be. I read, like, the first chapter of the first book and was like, I can't... It, this, I can't... The grammar is... I can't. <laughs> and I just put it straight. And then I remember when they came out and everyone at work mm. was reading them and I worked it in a pub with, like, older... Yeah. And they were all like... Oh, did you know that you can get, like, this dildo? And I was like, yeah. Like, Have you ever heard of, like, vibrating eggs? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, but this just isn't interesting. The, like, <laughs> the way he's always, like, teaching her about things that I would, I would consider common-ish knowledge. Where she's like, Why have they he's like, got to be naive. Virgins? He's like, open this drawer, and she's like, what's this for? And it's like, what the fucking planet have you lived on? Yeah. Did like, you consume any modern media? You would know what this have is. Have you never opened your eyes? Oh my god, it's like, uh, just back to flea bag <laughs> when she goes to get her sister a, a present, oh and god. he's standing there, and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, when she's with the awkward <laughs> guy with the big the teeth, teeth, and he's like. <laughs> And she's like a vagina, and he says, "Yeah." And she's like, "We carry it with me all the time." I carry it, and he's like, "Hair, <laughs> where?" <laughs> she's like, "No, I'm fucking with you. Yeah. I don't carry a vagina with me at all times." <sighs> um. So anyway, that's our concluding tangent. This is like the worst tangenting we've ever done. <laughs> Even worse than the gaming one. I don't know. Yeah. It's just not a good. Sorry, editor. <laughs> Breaking the fourth rule there, sorry, editor. We will speak to you next week. Yeah, and to hopefully be you less tangenty. <laughs> Probably not. No, we make you no promises. It's on brand. <laughs> we put this into the yeah, literally, podcast because we just knew. Yeah. This is our actual conversations. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, we're just like, just leave them in. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, speak to you later. Bye. Goodbye.